King takes it. Hands away. There you go. At the 45 to midfield to the 40. Harris to the 30. He may go away. He's at the 20. Here we go. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He is into the end zone for a Miami touchdown. Cameron Harris goes all the way for a touchdown. Harris scores Miami's first touchdown of the year. It's a 66-yard touchdown run for Cameron Harris. Cameron Harris takes the ball deep into the backfield. Goes towards the left side of his offensive line on the inside zone, bends it back to the right, and he is off to the races. And a very pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome to Hurricanes Weekly. Hurricanes Weekly in the past has aired on Sunday morning. Now it will air on Wednesday, and before you think I'm crazy, I know tonight is Friday. The The week has just been crazy. So here we are on a Friday night with a recap of last night's opening night victory for the University of Miami, 31-14. to Next week, Hurricane Hotline on Tuesday, Hurricane Weekly on Wednesday. Don Bailey Jr. with us. Great night last night at the stadium, Don. Uh, lots of enthusiasm and uh, lots of fun. Of course, Cameron Harris had himself a ball game. That he did, Joe. I think that uh, we saw what we were anticipating out of Cameron Harris. Uh, 17 carries, 134 yards. Of course, the the long run of 66 on a fourth down was certainly one that we'll be talking about for not only weeks to come, but probably years to come. You had uh, Derek King was had a strong performance overall, I would say, in every category. His passing was efficient. His running was extraordinary. His, uh, his ability to buy time was great. And I think that, you know, something that's gotten lost is, is how good the defense played. They held UAB to 3 of 15 on third down, and they were very, very productive in stopping the run. They held them to 20 on 26 carries to only 80 yards, a little just over a little over three yards a carry. And overall, a, a great night for Hurricanes. Yep, great night. It's a, it's a University of Miami victory. We had football, most importantly, we had football. And uh, that seemed to be in doubt during the summer. But the University of Miami uh, and the ACC have done a marvelous job uh, being leaders in this and getting football. We were on our way out of the stadium last night, and we walked right into Jen Strawley, Deputy Director of Athletics and COO of the University of Miami, who has been very instrumental in getting uh, the University of Miami football program to where it is today, and I thought that would be a perfect guest to have on our show here tonight. So we do have with us Jen Strawley, Deputy Director of Athletics, COO of the University of Miami. And Jen, first of all, congratulations on uh, last night's victory in two ways. One, being able to play football, and two, on the scoreboard. Well, well thanks, Joe, and thanks, Don. It's really a pleasure to be with you guys tonight. And um, last night was a, a bit surreal uh, when we actually watched the, you know, kickoff, but um, what a what a special night it was in so many ways. Jen, a, a term that's used in football all the time is audible, and I think that you have probably you and Blake James in the athletic department have had to audible more than anybody in the that would ever imagine over the last let's say six months. Take us through how you even stay with what you think tomorrow's going to be with all the things that change constantly. Yeah, I think, you know, Don, I think when we started on this journey, um, we, we tried to, to take it almost one day at a time. And how do you make the next best decision you can in these moments? Um, you know, we're all living in unprecedented times. 
there, there isn't a, a handbook to how to navigate this. And um, so we were working, you know, with some great people at the ACC. We are so fortunate to have the great leadership of Dr. Frank. Um, and there's just been a team of people at U Health who have been just awesome and unbelievable in, in working through with us and guiding us and leading us um, and really just helping us every step of the way with the safety and, and health and well-being of our student athletes and our staff being the top priority in that decision making, you know, with the ultimate goal to safely be able to play football. Jen, President Frank put out a, uh, uh, a video message, another video message, just a short while ago, and his lead was how proud he is of the football team, the way that they have approached uh, being, being careful, being safe, and that they, they have been real leaders and instrumental in, uh, in what's been, been able to, to be accomplished. But uh, how proud uh, is the administration of the way the players have responded to this because they took on this challenge. He pointed it out today in his video, and I think it's been uh, very special what they were able to accomplish. For sure. I, I mean, I don't know that I could be any prouder of them. They've done what we've asked of them. They've made great decisions, um, you know, and they've just obviously they've demonstrated how important playing football is to them and how important playing football for the University of Miami is to them. Um, and they certainly have been leaders in, in those efforts. And, uh, you know, because of their discipline through this process, we've been able to, to get to this point. And, you know, I, I hear Manny say all the time, and then I feel like right now I live, you know, by the, the next test and when's the next test. And so you're only as good as that next test. But, um, but you know, certainly I could not be more proud of how they've responded and, and been great teammates to each other and, and to all of us in this process. Jen, when you when you think about your approach on how how to make the student athlete safe, um, Joe and I have been around it and we've seen it and we, we see the signs and we see how difficult it is to get into the HEC Center and the rules that you apply. How often do you alter that to, to keep improving it? Because every day or every week something comes along that, that can enhance the protection of these student athletes. Uh, how, how do you handle that? You know, I think one of the the hardest parts start, to start with, Don, and all of this has just been it's so much unknown, right? So you start, I mean, you just take a look at the CDC guidelines, and you, know, you started in one place, and then, you know, a month in, they get adjusted. And, and so you're, you're constantly making sure that you're on top of what that information is. And, and again, I, I go back to just the amazing partnership and support we've had from UHealth. Um, you know, with Dr. Nimer and Dr. Kobitz and Dr. Weiss's leadership and so many others who have spent really tireless hours guiding us through and helping us uh, learning and understanding our world so we can operationalize it, but giving us the medical guidance and expertise to be able to, to you know, operationalize it on our end and be able to put it in place. And if there are better pieces that come out or different things we can put in place, being adaptable enough to to adjust to that, to, to, to your point, to call the audible and, and understand that we need to, to make that change in order to best protect us. And, um, you know, one of the things Manny and I have talked a lot about through this process is when you get between the lines, we have to play football, but there are other things you control outside of it and how we can best um, manage that contact and ensure we're, we're in masks and ensure we're doing, we're socially distanced. And, and, you know, you can make those changes around the periphery that's still really important but that can provide 
you know, greater protection and not create contacts and, and then, again, continue to educate and have student-athletes who, who are disciplined and make the decisions that they've made. Spe- speaking of audibles, I think, number one, it took a lot of courage for uh, the conferences, the, the ones that are stepping up and playing right now, Jen. Uh, but we don't know. There could be hiccups along the way. Uh, it, but it appears that everybody is prepared uh, for those hiccups. And do you find it inspiring that you've gotten this far so that if there are hiccups, whether it's with Miami or someone else in the ACC or somebody else, that you'll be able to make those audibles and then continue on? I do. I, you know, there were certainly days this summer where I honestly wasn't sure if we'd, we'd get to this place. Um, and then, you know, there became this point where you could see this light and you knew that the path to it was narrow, but if you could continue to navigate it, you could potentially get there. And I, I feel like we, last night was, was evidence we were able to do that, but I, I think we'd be naive to think there aren't going to be hiccups through this process. Um, you know, living with, the coronavirus and with COVID is part of what we all have to do. So we have to be smart around it, but we also have the protocols and pieces in place for if somebody does test positive, that we know, we know what we're going to do. We have a plan. We, we will take the appropriate steps to, to address that, whether that be here, whether that be when we're testing on the road, whether that be, you know, as those pieces play themselves out, we have the, the direction from the ACC, we have clear guidance from our institution and, and we're prepared for, for those pieces. And, and those hiccups that may come along the way. You know, Jen, I get the feeling when talking with Manny Diaz and Katie Meyer and the coachings, the coaches that I've had conversations with, I, I ran into to Gino uh, last week. And, you know, we all know how great they are in their chosen field of coaching their sport. But I think that they've they've really shown their expertise when it comes to coaching these student athletes on what they have to do outside the lines to make this thing continue to work. And they've, they've accepted that and passionately, and they're doing a great job of making sure these kids know exactly what they have to do. I couldn't agree more. Um, we have some, I mean, you named three of them. We have some just, fantastic leaders who are coaches and they've, you know, they've been thrown curveballs in this process and they've had to adapt and adjust and call audibles. And I, you know, I'm equally as, as, as proud of them. And it's just really a privilege to work with them on a daily basis to, to, you know, it, it's a partnership with them and it's teamwork with them. And it's, you know, administration and coaches who, who can communicate and work together to understand what the challenges are and how we can best strive to, to find the best answers for our student athletes. And I think, you know, we, we're fortunate. We have folks that come to work every day at Miami that, that deeply care about student athletes and, and want to provide the very best possible experience for them and, and do that tirelessly and passionately. And, and I'm thankful to work with just an amazing group of head coaches. You know, I want to pick up uh, Jen for a moment. What Don said, uh, one, uh, when we've been on campus, the, the testing, it's so efficient and world-class. That's number one. So the kids are getting, and the administration, it is just uh, top of the line, top shelf. But the other thing Don said last night is, and he got fired up, he said uh, in terms of trying to play football, and there are some out there that have 
been uh, a little bit negative. And Don said, I want to be on the side of, of the people that want to go to the moon. That's the side I want to be on, the side that has the ambition. And that's, that's the side of the University of Miami. That's got to be really special to be on that side. It is, and um, I I didn't get to hear Don live on on the air last night, but um, it, Carter did send it to me afterwards, and Don, I got the chills listening to you, and um, yeah, I want to be on the side of people who want to go to the moon too, and do it safely and smartly. But you know, I'm proud of of our ambition and proud of um, you know what we've been able to do. We have a group of student athletes that have earned the right to participate in their sport this fall. Um, yes, our football team. We have soccer and volleyball and cross country that are getting ready to kick off as well, and those. And all of them have just really earned the right to be able to participate in the sports that they love. And um, it really, I, I have great passion about being able to provide them that opportunity. You know what I find amazing, Jen, is that today or at this time, really, these student athletes don't really understand how this period of time in their life that they're going to lean on forever. I mean, they're, 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 they will have gone through this to where a year ago this football team went about life this way, and then this big curveball came along, and they've had to adapt, and they've had to make changes, and they've had to sacrifice, and they've, then they've, they've learned to excel, and they've learned to have fun in different ways, and they've learned to appreciate things. And, you know, anybody that's 10 years removed from college and 20 years and 30 years and 40 years and 50 years – they're, we're all looking at this saying they're getting the, a fantastic lesson right now where this is going to help them the rest of their life because they've been able to adapt and also sacrifice and have discipline to, to accomplish a goal. Yeah, I completely agree, Don. I think, you know, people are, you're really defined and made during times of adversity. And, uh, you know, our young people, whether it be our spring sports who had, their season canceled. Um, you know, our fall sports now have had to adapt. And, you, you know, even our, our winter sports, our basketballs have had to redefine how, how they live life right now, too. And I, I think you're really right. You, ten, They're going to look back on this and, um, you know, maybe be disappointed in some of the things they lost in this time period, but I think also be really appreciative of, of what they learned and what they gained and how they grew through that process and, um you know, the most amazing part is I just think we've just seen a group of student athletes who's been just so resilient through this process and and um, and appreciative too. I, I, they really do understand and appreciate what uh, what what individuals at this university are doing to give them the opportunity to compete in the sport they love. So, women's soccer that gets underway tomorrow, right? Did you send them off to Clemson today or to, uh, or tomorrow? We're actually playing Clemson in Jacksonville, so both teams oh, okay. are driving. Okay. Um, and they're yes, they're they're heading there. We had a we have to for the ACC do an attestation before any team could participate. Which, um, you know, in case of soccer and volleyball and, and soccer and football and volleyball, they have to be tested three times a week. They have to have done a test within a certain period of time. And so, we completed soccer's attestation today, so they can officially go on the road and compete. All right, so they're going to go to Jacksonville, but then next week I think they're home uh, to play at Cobb Stadium, right? That's correct. Thursday and okay. Sunday. Okay, great. All right, and then football. So another big week coming up. Uh, there'll be the first road game. And uh, before we let you go, 
you know, all the talk about bubble. But once you go on the road with football or any of these sports, it does become a bubble from the time you, the time you leave, right? You, it's, it becomes bus, airport, airplane, <laughs> bus, hotel, bus, stadium, uh, bus, airplane, back home. <laughs> right? That's your, that's you your bubble. You make that sound so fun. Yeah. It used to be. It used to be real exactly. fun. It used to be a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right. But well, yeah, listen. I think Joe. I think you're right. It's and that's what we've done, and all along is really tried to create. You know, it's not a bubble the way the WNBA or the NBA has defined it, but it's it's a bubble on who we who we let into our world, and um, I think that's where our our student athletes have done a great job of that. And you're right when we get the opportunity to go on the road to Louisville. Um, you know, we test before we leave. We have negative tests. We get on a plane. We test when we land. We'll go into a hotel, and then we'll have the negative results from the morning before we play the game and then fly back after the game. So it, it really is a pretty regimented, um, safe process. Well, Jen, you make sure that you get you, – you keep us all in line, and you make sure you keep doing what you're doing so we can keep have, having a, such, a, such a season that uh, we will all all remember. Well, thank you guys, and I appreciate you. And let's um, let's go get that W next week at Louisville. Oh yeah! All right, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you both. Take care. All right, that's uh, Jen Strawley, Deputy Director of Athletics, COO of the University of Miami, joining us. And uh, so that's one one week down, Don. They had a great plan. They've been able to execute the plan so far. It's going to be a but. Um, it's a marathon. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon to get through it. And we might have a hiccup or two. We don't know. Hopefully not. Uh, you know, it feels uh, like it's a marathon, Joe. That's uphill. That's yeah, what I can yeah. tell you. It's 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 just it just it it, it it just amazes me on how on how many things that have to be done or how many things that are being done to make sure that this all continues to happen. And things are going to advance. Testing's advancing, so yep. maybe it becomes even easier. We don't know. I think that's why it's important to keep pushing forward because more things are happening every day to, to uh, perhaps uh, make it easier in terms of the testing, although uh, the testing they have set up right now at the UM, I don't know that can get much easier or quicker. But uh, uh, different things are coming available, so um, we'll see as they uh, continue to push forward. Speaking going forward, when we come back, We'll hear last night's postgame conversation with Hurricanes head coach Manny Diaz. We will do that when we continue on Hurricanes Weekly. First, let me talk to you about Williamson Cadillac. Ed Williamson, Carol Williamson, they have been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years, and Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. Nobody understands this community better than Ed Williamson. Nobody understands the automobile industry and how it interacts in this community better than Ed Williamson. That's why he's been in business for so long with Williamson Cadillac, 50 years in business. And you can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup. You can make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossovers. I'm driving one of those. It is beautiful. It's quiet. It's smooth. It is engineered to stand out. You can excite your senses in Williamson's CD, a CT sedan series dedicated to performance, or ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. Visit their state-of-the-art facility. It is conveniently located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway, or view their entire 
Line up online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami.